like touching their heads on each other, trying to correct and the coming up with the list that have the zebra list. Imagine the commotion, imagine the confusion that people are pushing you. So what you're saying is that the first of all this this statutory instrument they are they are null and void, they cannot be enforced. Yes, it's okay they can be correct and all other things, but by virtue of uh, not following the proper channel of a constitutional amendment, they cannot be used, the first thing. The second thing is, by virtue of being gazetted for the past 24 months, no one has been raising their head to that extent. Now they're just coming, because an election is coming up, it's just um, it's our hand and all those things. They're now trying to trying to amend this. Actually, saying that by that, being the second point, those special instruments, they do not have any force at law at all in this election. Maybe probably for the 2028 election, then maybe we can have another discussion which is different from the one that we're having tonight. So, so if that is the case, then, um, you know, I want to just be the devil's advocate. I mean, if, the, if these laws have no effect on the current election, um, then why are we so outraged? Just come again. I'm saying, just following up on what you're saying, you know, that ultimately there can be no laws, uh, electoral laws that will be effective in the uh, in the current election after the proclamation date, uh, and that these amendments will uh, come into being and will operate for the last, uh, you know, for the next election, I mean, in 2028. Uh, and so these uh, pronouncements have no force, isn't it, for now? So, so if that is the case, then um, you know why is there so much uproar about it now, uh, or is there a, a chance that perhaps these uh, amendments are going to be used in this election? You know, I should what you already says that when in an electoral crisis, whereby I, I strongly feel that um, our national assembly could have been so very, very much awake. To make sure that they, because we are we, we are facing an election, you know, they've been in office for the past five years and we're just a few months, like less than two months of the election, then we have all this kind of loopholes, you know, things that are not in place that could have been so very much awake, awake and make sure that the laws that contain the elections are put in place. For an example, we had an electoral amendment bill which has been which is now before the parliament they are still debating about it as an even passed the national assembly stage it has to go to the senate then presidential assent but uh, we know that that one can uh, cannot see the light of the day especially for the 2023 elections then for the past 24 months we have been sitting on this elect, uh, constitutional amendment which they will prepare to uh, to amend like today or to correct today, just a few days before the election, is ridiculous. It really is ridiculous. So all these eggs, they don't have a force. What you're going to do is have at least with 10 prov- uh, the provincial assembly in terms of having 10 women, because this is what you have gazetted 24 months ago. Then that's it. Indeed, um, as I says, it's ridiculous. Charity, come in on, on, on that point. Uh, you uh, know. Oh, okay, I was actually going to say uh, on this point, the timing was very bad, so that's why we have been approved because the, we are just going, women are just going to be confused because the, the timing was just bad. If they needed to correct it, they should have done it when we did the amendment to in 2021. Then it was going to flow well 
with the current situation. But now for it to be published yesterday, the day of the nomination, of the nomination court, and we are just a month or two, a less than two months to election date, and this comes in. So it will cause a lot of confusion among the electorate and the uh, 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 candidates also to say now what is what. And, you know, with that, to us, it's a way of elbowing out women. It's really not uh, the timing is bad. So we need to to shout out to say, can they withdraw their SI-144? Then you to come after elections. Then we start working on it. If it has to be an amendment, then they will do the proper procedure of amending the Constitution. Thank you. What it means, Ruby, is this. The National Assembly debated this. In the past, it was its own era. This is what it means. Then it went to the Senate. The Senate debated on the same matter, but made... <coughs> but with the errors as well. So if we are saying that the National Assembly, there was, there was an error in the National Assembly, then it means that it is a wrong document that the National, that the Senate also debated. And also the President assented to a wrong de- document whether or not one of the houses was on error or the other one was not, what it means is this: the legislature did not want uh, whatever that was gazetted, and even neither the president assented to what he knew. So what what it means now is this: it's either we say that even that amendment was now in void, so that we can go back to zero. But by virtue of having gazetted the same, then it means that by advertisement, then it becomes well. Let us let's use it. For this election, if it means that it's going to be corrected and amended, let's do that in the next election. I, I, I see where you're coming from. So, so essentially, all those issues should not have even uh, been overlooked to begin with. And how, why yes. wait two years uh, to yes. then say, oh, actually, there's an error there uh, and the correction then becomes an amendment. Uh, I do hear you there. Uh, we've got uh, a lot of uh, issues coming up here from our listeners. If you would like to also be part of this conversation, authorities, it replaces the word women with persons and as such dilutes the, uh, the intended effect. And this is why uh, women have come together and said, no, this needs correction. Um, Okay, so this uh, listener says, when the Constitution mentions gender equality, what does that mean? Uh, Does the Constitution have preferential spaces for women and youth? Isn't this a conflict or an inconsistency? Uh, Charity, let me give you that one. Uh, Thank you. When they were in the Constitution, we have Section 156, which speaks to the rights of women. So as a women, we have got the right to represent ourselves at any level of decision-making. So it's not uh, like you, we are starting something new, but it's there in the Constitution, which is the supreme law of the country, to say... Where women have a right to represent themselves, we have got a right to be voted into positions of decision. Wherever government, local authority, corporates, wherever we have that right. So it's not something which we are like starting as women, but it's something which is there in the Constitution. Thank you. Uh, Masi, you, you want to come in there as well? Yes, just to add on to say, 
there's what we call the the interpretation of stages. So what we say is this where where what you call the purpose is interpretation of stages, whereby we look at the purpose of the legislature when they came up with a certain provision. So those things that have been um, reserved for women, the purpose was to uplift the status of women when it comes to leadership, governance, and politics because already, because of the patriarchy and all those kind of things, women already have been at a disadvantage stage. There are very few women in, uh, in politics and all those things. So when we had the Constitution um, 2018, we saw that in the national, um, the legislature then tried to correct that and the quotas have been given a 10-year period, which were two terms of elections, so that women can have an uplifted status. So what it meant is that the quotas were supposed to be a mentorship hub or stage in which women can be empowered and they take the uh, first pass the post uh, elections, whereby we say, Aninga, we nine, Aninga, we nine, all those kind of things. But we saw the amendment... Um, it should increase uh, the, the the period in which the proportional representation and in the quotas of women because also we we have seen which is still women are underrepresented in parliament so whatever the 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 listener is asking to say are there any reserved spaces for women it's not really reserved spaces but the purpose of the reserved spaces for women is because they have been underrepresented from time immemorial so we're trying the omens uh, the legislature have been trying the omens to make sure that um women at least they are represented but i think there was i was going to comment uh there was a time that i was booted out there was a time that i wanted to comment whether or not this space have uplifted women per se because already this election we are seeing that there's a very low turnout of women why uh to the election was what you say i'm going to contest in this this constituency, I'm go. I want to be an MP. There, I want to be a councillor. There was a very low turnout of women. Already, my colleagues say that in the council or somewhere in in um, Marondia, there were just two women. You know, and I think for the whole of Marshallland, there are actually less than ten women. We have come uh, less than ten women. Uh, in the, uh, we are contesting for the national assembly, and a whole lot of women that have been pulled inside lined by their no counterparts to say. You still have the proportional representation, the reserved quotas for you, so you don't have to go for this election. So already these women do not have constituencies there. Just they and already we know that even in parliament among themselves, there are debates around that you're just a bonus, you don't have a constituency and what not a lot of us that are happening. So for us as women, what you wanted and what we have been advocating for is to say that because Zimbabwe has only two hundred and ten constituencies, we cannot be diluted. Constitutionally, we have 210 constituencies. Why can't you just say the 105 constituencies are going to be contested by women and the remaining 105 for the men? If it means that you're going to ultimate those constituencies, then that will be fine. So that we do away with the PR and the quotas because already women have been sidelined and pushed away from the main election to just wait for the PR, to just wait for the quotas for women. So what we're digesting is this whether or not of the results the spaces for women or what what you want is just to see 200 105 women in parliament 105 men in parliament even if we don't the quotas we will never make some noises up about these issues and all those things because already we are very worried about these issues come um 
23 August, you're going to see that there are going to be very few women and uh, in the uh, in Parliament, National Assembly, and Senate, and you're so very much aggrieved by, by this decision. I, I, I wish you could go that way. Just split it down the middle, 105-105. The other yeah. question, uh, which may be a conversation for another day, is are we going to get 105 women to fill those seats? Uh, I can answer that one. Charity, come in. Yes, we have the 105 women. As long as the political parties give us that opportunity to field our candidates, not to wait for the uh, appearance. So we have the women, they are there. We have got powerful women out there. But what is happening, the mechanization, which is the tool they are using, is just to elbow the women out. Thank you. Masi, I could hear you itching to come in there. Or what do you have to say? <laughs> you know what? I'm missing an opportunity to read through the media to follow some of the proceedings of the nomination for yesterday. You know what? What do the women remember this coming election in the red? There is this coming um, SI and all this diluting also the few women and the few reserves that says that you have away that they are going to be diluted on those kind of things. So, Really, we're so worried about the outcome of this election. But remember, like more than half of, of the, um, the population of Zimbabwe is actually women. And we're still expected to vote, you know, but we haven't voted any candidates to vote for. Really, it's very, it's very worrisome. We want to be the electorate to vote, to become election workers, and as well as to become candidates in any election, honestly. Indeed. Just a few more questions before we wrap it up and uh, you know and bring this conversation to a close for this evening. Uh, Patrick says, if we are equal before the law, then why should we have a women's quota? Should it not be survival of the fittest, as the other listener asked? Uh, I think you answered there, Patrick, so let me move on to the next one. Um, this one is from Dala Chakwas, who says, um, Hi, Rumbi. I understand the plight of these women, but I'm thinking... These women clearly knew that elections were going to be held this year and they had all the time in the world to push for amendments of laws that they felt would deprive them. Section 114 was gazetted way before the proclamation uh, of the election date and every aspiring candidate had ample time to raise uh, what such a statutory instrument required. Saka, I, I feel no one should cry foul because everybody knew that 2023 was an election year and everyone was supposed to be prepared. How did a fellow woman, uh, Valerio, manage to submit her nominations despite the exorbitance of nomination fees? Uh, and you say Lisa's, uh, Linda's case is a, is a different case. All right, so I'm telling you, because I think you're mixing up statutory instrument 144 of 2022 in Otara Nejima nomination fees. What we are talking about is statutory instrument 114 that was gazetted yesterday. That has an effect on uh, the representation of women in metropolitan and provincial seats. It will be a visa person, woman, 10 women, ten women, women here, women, and it says persons now. So it's taking that away. So I hope that helps to give you some context. Uh, 579 comes in with this question. And they say reserving uh, the 50% for women uh, will be doing away with the quota. Uh, I'm just 
just uh, having a bit of trouble accessing uh, that message. Uh, let me try it again uh, and see here if I will be successful. If you are joining us uh, now, thanks so much for making Talk your choice. We are unpacking the recently enacted the statutory instrument that was enacted yesterday that has a very, very damaging effect on women and representation. All right, so I managed to get it. It says here, uh, reserving the 50% for women is doing away with meritocracy, in my view. Women must have spaces reserved, but to say 50-50 is a bit unfair. Oh, goodness, that is so contradictory of you. All right, um, so so there's a question there. Um, perhaps let me give that to you, Charity, uh, that listener who's saying, uh, what about meritocracy? What about, uh, you know, filling in these seats with the rightful people, not just the fact that there are seats to be filled? What do you say? Uh, to me, I think uh, why, who, who is the rightful person if he's not a woman? Who is the rightful person? That's also my question to the listener because the, to me, we are all equal and the women deserve it. They deserve it to be there. So if he says the, the rightful person and who is the rightful person? And you say that rightful person <laughs> is a woman. No, absolutely. Now, as we wind down this conversation, ladies, with all of this happening in the background with uh, steam rolling ahead in terms of elections, uh, what can be done now? What is the recourse? What is the avenue that can be taken to redress this uh, huge anomaly? Uh, let me hear from you, Marcy. Okay, so... As women, we're just appealing to both the National Assembly as well as the Electoral Management Board, ZAC, to say that um, those special instruments and notices are unconstitutional because they do not follow the proper procedures of amending a constitution because amending an amendment of a constitution is an amendment to the constitution um, itself. So having it not gone through the proper procedures of um, consultations because of the national document and it affects issues to do with democracy, it's to do with governance for the next five years. So it doesn't have any any place in our in our law at the moment. So maybe if they want to correct it and do with these things, not for this election but maybe for the twenty twenty eight election. And also to just uh, respond to someone is saying this has to be on, on merit and all those kind of things. Research already has said to the UN to say that um the wars that have the wars in local councils which has women as councillors and leaders, they seem to have better um, better service delivery in terms of clinics, water, and all those kind of things. Because women, they know the challenges that they face. It's the women who are left to home with the people who are sick, who have uh, a responsibility of going a long way to get and fetch water and all those kind of things. So when they are in power, they know their problems and uh, they fix them. And those problems affect them uh, with their children as well as also with their male counterparts. So giving women an opportunity to lead will also be uh, making sure that uh, the, the country will be um, at a better place in terms of development. That would be my closing um that, thanks so much, Marcy. Um, Charity, coming to you, your closing remarks, perhaps also bringing into uh, your submissions the aspects of the way forward, what now, uh, and what happens next for women. Uh, thank you, dear. 
uh, as women's coalition, we just want uh, according to uh, accordingly remind Zek that the very foundation of a country's uh, democracy is the constitution. And uh, the constitution and freedom depend on the respect of the constitution. And it should not be tempered with. And also we are saying that the Zimbabwe Gender Commission should immediately step in to ensure that the rights of women are not trampled upon during this nomination court process or at any stage of the election on the grounds of gender. We also call upon the Parliament of Zimbabwe to order and remind to order and to remind it of its duty to protect and promote the Constitution of Zimbabwe is provided by Section 119, Subsection 2 of the Constitution, so that uh, women are protected during this time of the election, and that, uh, the, uh, that the SA114, if they want it to be a law, then after elections, they can go through the process of the public hearings and have the inputs from the public. Then it goes through the process of the amendment of that uh, SI of the course, that SI114. Thank you. Thank you so much, Charity. Uh, allow me to thank you both, ladies. I was joined in that session. Unpacking uh, the statutory instrument that was enacted yesterday that effectively corrects, uh, in quotes, uh, but rather amends uh, the representation of women in local and municipal